Greetings, people loved by God, and welcome to worship this morning. We welcome everyone on this New Year's Day, the first Sunday after Christmas. I have a few brief announcements to make this morning for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the ladies' study resumes on Tuesday at 10 in the morning, and our study in the book of Hebrews begins again this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. And please join us together with your church family as we worship God on the Festival of Epiphany this Friday evening, January 6th at 6.30 p.m. As part of our Epiphany celebration, we'll be sharing in the Lord's Supper that evening. Also on the evening of January 6th is the Young Adult Bonfire, which will take place at Blessed Savior Lutheran Church in Florissant. All adults, young adults, aged 18 to 35, are invited to come and enjoy s'mores and hot chocolate and some good fellowship. So mark your calendar for that, and that bonfire and fellowship will begin at 7.30 p.m. on January 6th. More information is printed in Chapel Weekly. And beginning next Sunday, January 8th, we're going to add a Sunday morning Bible class option for everyone. Pastor Glenn will be leading a study of Luther's large catechism in room A. We ask that those interested please sign up that we can have the proper, enough, uh, proper number of materials for everyone. God's blessings to you as we worship together this day, and we stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we'll join in singing our entrance hymn number 380.
make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord who has begun this good work in us bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God of endings and beginnings, we commit to your grace and forgiveness the year now completed and commend to your kindnesses and love the year now beginning. Throughout the coming weeks and months, make the presence of your Holy Spirit known in our lives, drawing us ever closer to Jesus, our Lord and our Redeemer, in whose wondrous name we make all of our beginnings. Amen. And we are reading the uh, Old Testament reading. Please be seated. The 63rd chapter of Isaiah. I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised. According to all the Lord has done for us, yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. 
and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Then his people recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them, who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand, who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown, who led them through the depths? Like a horse in open country, they did not stumble. Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people, to make for yourself a glorious name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsively Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are steadfast forever and ever, done in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and all who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Our epistle from the fourth chapter of Galatians. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who cries out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. 
A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, he will be called a Nazarene. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing.
Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace from our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ, as we enter a new year in hopes of his return. Our text is the Gospel reading of Matthew, the second chapter, a quick review of verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother. Escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. In my sermon on shepherds, the last weekly service in Advent, I mentioned that Herod would not be happy about the good news of the birth of the Messiah. And as it turns out, Herod was furious about what he perceived as a threat to his reign as king. The wise men did not tell him where the Messiah was. In fact, Herod never saw the wise men again after they left Jerusalem. So Herod produced another plan, a brutal plan. To find Jesus, Herod would kill all the babies in the vicinity that fit the general description of the newborn Messiah. Herod gave an order to kill all the boy babies in Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. He used the timeline that the wise men had given him. Matthew, in writing to his Jewish readers, shows them the fulfillment of a prophecy by Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentations. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they were no more. And while this passage from Jeremiah is about Israel's Babylon captivity, Matthew uses it to show, once again, the mothers of Israel mourning for the loss of their children due to Herod's ruthless grab to retain his temporal power on earth. We, like Herod, can sometimes lose ourselves in our quest to retain power of the status quo in our own world. In our world today, there are far too many reasons, like the horrific acts of Herod, war-torn countries, revolution, famine, disease, are all reasons that people flee from where they were to get to somewhere safe. In the time of Jesus, travel between countries was far more accessible than today. No need to fill out paperwork, visas, or passports. Imagine what would have happened to Joseph, Mary, and Jesus if they had had to go through what people go through today in order to go from one country to the next. God told Joseph to take his family to Egypt until Herod died. There is a scriptural precedent that the new Israel will return to the original home of the founding of God's people, Israel. There were many times in scripture that God sent his people to Egypt to escape peril. For example, Abraham sought refuge in Egypt during a famine. The same as Joseph, it's the same as Jacob and his sons. They also emigrated 
to Egypt to escape famine in the lands they lived. Jeroboam fled to Egypt to escape, escape persecution from Solomon. And each trip to Egypt by God's people, he still worked his plan for salvation for them. And one way of looking at the flight to Egypt that Joseph and his family took because of Herod, Herod and his act, actions, the flight to Egypt could be looked at, a reversal of Exodus. For Jesus, in an ironic twist of fate, Joseph never questioned the demand to move to Egypt. He instantly obeyed, trusting his Lord to guide him safely on their journey. Immigration is a hot topic in America today. But there's something that we should think about as Christians. Our Lord and Savior Jesus was not just an immigrant to, to Egypt. He didn't just migrate to Galilee and Nazareth. He became a foreigner when Mary brought him into this world. Jesus became human for us with all the human physical frailties, pain, and anguish. Jesus became a foreigner in our world to enable him to travel to the cross for us. He became one of us to free us from our sins by his ultimate sacrifice so that those who believe in him could live forever. We sometimes forget as Christians that God wants us to be kind to foreigners among us. In Leviticus, Moses tells us, the alien who resides with you shall be with you as a citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. When people have needed to escape from persecution, God used migration to help his people. When the time was right in Egypt, God freed Israel from the grasp of Egypt and had them migrate to the land of Cana that he had promised Abraham long ago. Scripture shows us many times that God uses migration of his people to save and protect them, such as the story of Ruth and Naomi who migrated to Israel from foreign lands after Ruth's husband died. And because Ruth and Naomi migrated to Israel, the lineage of Christ was able to begin due to God's plan of moving people from one place to another. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and told him, rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Again, Joseph obeyed without question and began the journey back to Israel. This again fulfilled scripture and the prophecy of Hosea. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Jesus is the new Israel. And it is fitting that the story of the new Israel begins just as the story of old Israel 
and that they were both called out of Egypt to journey to their new home. Now you would think the family would be heading, to, heading home to Bethlehem, but a new ruler, Archelaus, reigned over Judea in the place of his father Herod. Joseph was concerned because the new ruler was just as cruel to his people as his father. In a dream, Joseph heard a voice that said not to stay in Bethlehem. So he moved his family to the district of Galilee. And the family settled in the town of Nazareth. Again fulfilling prophecy, he shall be called a Nazarene. Nazareth was a bad place to come from. It had a bad reputation, and people did not think much of you if you came from Nazareth. And when coming from Nazareth, Jesus will be despised and rejected by men because he comes from Nazareth. Matthew doesn't quote scripture about Nazareth, but Isaiah prophesies about a suffering servant who would be scorned and loathed because he is a Nazarene. And Isaiah's prophecy of the servant begins when Jesus starts his ministry. People hated and shunned him because he was from Nazareth. To quote, Na to quote Nathaniel, can anything good come out of Nazareth? The journey of Jesus to Egypt and finally to Nazareth was for us. But this journey has a purpose. And just like the Egypt and Nazareth, the path for the Father set for Jesus. From Nazareth, Jesus will begin his ministry, a three-year migration that will see great miracles, signs, and proof that he is the living Lord and the true Messiah. This journey will eventually carry him to Jerusalem, where he will suffer and die for us to wash clean our sins with his precious blood. His journey will take him to hell, where he will suffer the punishment that was meant for us. And finally, in triumph, he will travel back from the dead and from hell to rise in victory and guarantee us rising from the dead on the last day. And finally, his journey will take him back to God his Father. And there, Jesus prepares a place for us. And when our journey on earth is done, we will become immigrants to a new home with our Savior who traveled the hard roads for us so that we will not have to. As we go into our new year, let us remember the migration of our shepherd, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior who came to our world an alien to save the world that could not save itself. He did not have to go and suffer the indignities of our world. He did so because he is the good shepherd who loves us more than we love ourselves. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Please stand as we confess our true faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From this he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated as we gather our offerings to the Lord. for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, eternal Father, hear our prayers this day that we bring before you. Grant your blessing to the whole church throughout the world that your ministers may proclaim truth and love courageously, that all of your people grow in a confident and sure faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, cause leaders of all nations to see themselves as instruments in your hands. 
that they might encourage and seek to preserve peace and welfare for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, grant your blessing to this congregation that we may display your strong love in our acts of mercy for one another and to those in our community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, give peace and comfort and respite this day to all who are sick or in any need or adversity. Today we especially remember those who are recovering from surgery or who are struggling with illnesses or infirmities, including Nancy Swoboda as she recovers from surgery, and to Ken Kreitner who is recovering from illness. Heavenly Father, be their guard and strong defense. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Lord, as families and loved ones travel at this time of year, we ask your traveling mercies to be given to all. And today we especially ask that you would watch over and guard and protect Clara Miller as she travels to India this week. Keep her safe and may her visit be a blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, remember before you all those who have gone before us in the one true faith and are at rest in you. Keep us mindful of our continued unity with them in this mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In that day, may we also be numbered with all those in eternity who look upon your face in glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, remove the guilt of this past year's failures and fears. Forgive our sins and errors, and lead us to begin anew to serve you in the gift of this coming year. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We join in the prayer you gave us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.